the ABC's word wizard, the Lord of Language. A word in your ear with Professor Rolly Sussex. It's that time of the day, the ABC's word wizard, Rolly Sussex, OAM, Emeritus Professor from the School of Languages and Cultures at the University of Queensland, is here willing and able to talk with you about words, language and linguistics. And Rolly, you wanted to talk about fillers in part because of the uh, new regulations being discussed at Queensland State Parliament relating to cosmetic surgery this week. I thought injectables... (laughs) But you mean, uh, you mean, uh, um, uh, you, um, um, uh, uh, um uh, like, yeah, well, like, you know, uh, you know uh, what I mean. And that in it. Yeah. yeah. And that, yeah. All Believe. that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Go on then. All right. These are words. And the normal parts of speech in English, you know, there's nouns and verbs and adjectives and adverbs and so on. But in spoken English, there's something that's called a filler. And we pop it in, and sometimes we pop it in very frequently indeed. And it's really to stop, well, to fill, to fill a silence, because we don't like silence. We're terrified of silence in our culture. And so we will say, you know what I mean, or I guess, or at the end of the day. And they don't actually mean anything. They don't add very much to the sentence of anything. You can leave them out and no one will notice, except that they can, in certain circumstances, make the sentence seem a little more friendly or something. And particularly if you're among a group of younger speakers, particularly female younger speakers, there's one word which is used more than any of these, and that is... Like. Absolutely. (laughs) And I found a piece of... uh, There's a clip on on YouTube, a young female from America who uses like 37 times in 48 seconds. You've got to be pushing it to to achieve that kind of (sighs) filler. Mm. Yeah, but so it's very interesting. When, because, did it, when did it come about, the whole the, the, the like business? Oh, like, we've had fillers forever. the 90s forever. at least, obviously. Um, the interesting thing is that there are some cultures, including indigenous cultures in Australia, which mm. are quite comfortable with silence. You know, you can sit in, with someone in a companionable silence. You don't have to fill it with words. Whereas if you and I, particularly on radio, sat here and if there was more about three or four seconds... Alarm bells would ring in the master control booth. Well, And we would leap in with anything. Absolutely. Right? Now, English has had fillers forever. They're, they're in Shakespeare and before Shakespeare. But there are probably 20 which are relatively common nowadays and they come up and, like, like totes. Totes. Totes, you know. Yes, not Shakespearean, but definitely heard. Definitely not Shakespearean. But again, and I, I was totally, you know, what does totally mean? You know, or literally. Fully. Fully. And, the, and again, you're on, you, you've got the thing and you can f- fill up a, a sheet of these things with no trouble. Now, the interesting thing about like is that it can actually have some meaning. So right. he, he was like, I'm ready to leave. And this is called a quotative because it's like saying he said, I'm ready to leave. He was like, I'm ready to leave. And if you leave it out, then, of course, he was, I'm ready to leave. It sounds funny or incomplete, right? So this actually is doing a little bit of grammatical work that we don't normally think about. Because people say, oh, like, you know, they're using it all the time. It doesn't mean anything. And particularly with young people, the older ones look down their noses and say, you've got to get rid of that. But the older ones have got their own words. What would be like some of the words from the older generation? Oh, I think like literally and and, and approximately. And And absolutely. And absolutely, which had a – that was probably – well, the story is that it comes from Prince Charles, as he then was. He was looking – he was doing an interview. He wanted something that was stronger than yes – and so he said absolutely, and everybody did a an emperor's new new clothes and followed suit. And so is um and ah. Uh, yes. These, are these filler words? They're fillers. Sounds, they're fillers. They're bits of um, bits uh, of language uh, which we use to fill a space. 
And rather than having silence, you say something. Now, yes, no, which is used in particularly at the start of answering a question, or so, followed by something. Generally, you know, if you leave it out, you won't even notice. Even hmm, you know, HMM uh, is one of these things. But that's not really language in the same way. But I guess, or I suppose, or I think... No, the, the Germans are, are sound to us very uh, direct. They say, it's going to rain. We tend to say, I think it's going to rain today. Soften it a little and bit. And they say, what are you thinking for? Either it's going to rain or it's not. You know, say so. I've noticed or creeping in as a filler word. Yep. Are you going to take the, the rubbish bins out or... Pause, 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 pause. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what you're waiting for the partner to say is yeah, yes. Well, no, lightning will strike you if you don't. <laughs> Yeah. I'll be very upset. Oh. No, that, well, well said. This is a kind of a, a, a kind of a terminating one, which is leading on to something else. There's another another use of le- like that I wasn't aware of until I started looking into this, and it can mean approximately. So there must be like at least fifteen blooms on that rose bush. Uh huh. And it means you know it, it adds a little more. It means I'm not saying there are one five, and I've counted them. But this is a, an ex- approximate estimate of what, hmm. what's going to be there. And that means, means that I'm, I'm rather interested in this because it does have a bit of meaning. And it's also got a, a, a function when you're getting a sentence going because sometimes we don't like sentences which suddenly start bang. You know, they sound a bit rough. Um, and a lot of people say, um, if you're at the supermarket checkout, they say, uh, is that all you're going to do? Is that all we can do for you today? What's today doing? Hmm. And it's perfectly obvious what it is. But it's you know if if you say if that's if that's all that you want today, sorry, if that's all that you want, full stop. It sounds a bit in your face, peremptory. Whereas putting something, any words after, softens it. It's quite interesting. I might come to James at Bellbird Park, mm-hmm. Rolly, because you've got something that kind of grinds your gears. I'm wondering whether it's a filler word or a filler phrase. What is it, James? Hi. G'day, Kat, and g'day, Dr. Rowley. Uh, yes, I'm, I'm just rolling, please. Yep. Oh, thank you, Rowley. Um, I've taken issue with the expression, thank you so much, Oh yes. which seems to have crept into the conversation and not just at the ABC. Mm. Um, I've noticed there's lots of people doing it, and I'm just wondering, um, is there something bigger and better than thank you so much because there's lots of ways ways of thanking people mm-hmm. um, you know thank you very much would be in my normal um, conversation mm-hmm. um, but I think thank you so much is overused um, and if what could be better than thank you so much mm. so do we consider this usage of the word so to be barbarous Rolly not as bad as barbarous, but it's interesting because the more you use words, the more they, the meaning bleeds out of them. Hmm. So if you've got swear words and you use them all the time, after a while they, they just have no effect anymore. I don't encourage you to use any swear words, though, however, on this point, Mr. Professor Rowley Sussex. So I hear you. I shall not. But, but the, the, the same is true so of so much. much. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, because I think, you see, thank you very much is, is a four words which hang together so often. Mm-hmm. They're a kind of, you know, press the button, thank you very much. And they're a, a bit like a ritual. And it doesn't really sound as if you're genuinely grateful or saying anything special. Oh, thank you very much. No, big deal. Whereas thank you so much. You, you, you immediately move up a little knot. But also it's less, it's less said, it's less use, usual, so it's got more meaning. Okay. Unfortunately, as, as James says, we're using it so much now 
that it's actually becoming virtually another routine phrase and we're going to have to go out and look for something which is a bit bit more meaningful. So take a hacksaw to that expression if you have it in your uh, usual vocabulary. Why don't you? Thank you very much, James. To Boona now. Uh, Ray, you have a, a filler word. You cannot abide by, Ray. What is it? Yes. Uh, the, the, the word is arm, oh, and yes. it's more frustrating when you're watching the news. Now, these are people that know what they're going to say or should know what they're going to say. Mm-hmm. And they still have to resort to using arm, um, arm, um, and it frustrates me. Mm-hmm. The, 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 it's even stronger if you happen to listen to, to French people because instead of, we tend to, tend to say arm um, not as loud as, you know, it's a, it's a bit kind of um, apologetic. Um, um, uh, right? um, Whereas the French say, uh, um. right? and this means shut up, I'm thinking, <laughs> speech will shortly happen. <laughs> Um, but no, it, 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 it's dead right. No, the, the, the um is something which I was taught at school to avoid in public speaking, you know, when you just should try, should try whatever you can to get your thoughts in order so they're ready to go. But there are times when you're asked questions or you're trying to put together a particular way of something, saying something difficult and you honestly don't have it. Um, I, I just don't want... I was, I was listening to you on the way in, not thinking about um, but, but basically... When you and Kelly were doing the onion thing. Oh, yes. Uh, by the way, I'm a pantry person. Same. Anyhow. Uh, mm. um, and there was barely an um in it. You, you, because you were engaged with each other, the, the flow of the conversation was back and forth. There was no need for a difficult pause while you thought out what to say. But with things, big topics like news, politicians, when asked questions, will very often produce one of these filler phrases. And if it isn't um, it'll be, well, at the end of the day, you know, the government really cares for you and so on. Oh. Moving forward, before we hear from Alicia at Deception Bay, Rolly, are we, are we agreeing that if you feel you are leaning too heavily on filler words, you should sort of find a better way? On the uh, whole, is it a sign of something? Well, 37 in 48, words is, uh, 48 seconds is, is too much. <laughs> yes. And when you start using things a great deal, remember Kylie Mole in the comedy company? She goes, she goes, she goes. You do that so much better than I do. Thank you, darling. Um, now, this was, again, this is in its day. It was a particular meme, you know, it was a filler thing. And a few people started imitating it because it was, it was a terrific character. It was Mary Ann Faye, wasn't it, the actress? Yeah. Um, if you... People, if people are starting to say, look, you're using that an awful lot, we don't otherwise, unless you record yourself and listen, you don't actually have a mirror of what you're saying. And it's very useful listening to what people will say. Look, you know, you're trying to find some, another way of saying that. You know? Uh, yeah, indeed. Sort yeah. of. Sort and of. So on. Sort of. Alicia at Deception Bay, you have a word that I... Yes. I, I want to hear what, what it is about this particular word that, that captures your attention, and then I would love to share with you my thoughts on it, because I have, I have many. Alicia, go ahead. Yes. Um, good afternoon. Yes. This is a word I try so hard not to say, but it comes out of my mouth, and it is written down in emails all the time, mm-hmm. and I can capture myself in emails. But it's the word just. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. oh I'm just going to do this, or, mm-hmm. you know, it's... And where does the word come from and why is it there? And mm. it's like nails down a blackboard. Can I, can I just, I, before I hear your uh, mm-hmm. insight, Professor, uh, Alicia, I was talking about this with a girlfriend, critical point, girlfriend the other night, and we were asking each other whether we felt that just in the way you've described was used more by women than men. And I felt 
that that it was mostly women or I felt like it was a female thing. And we wondered, we speculated whether it was because maybe there is a tendency amongst women to try and soften communication. So instead of saying, dear Rolly, have you got the report ready? Regards, Catherine, I might say, dear Rolly, just checking in to see if you have the report <laughs> read. Do you know, is, so is that something that you find, yes. Rolly, Alicia? Alicia, is that, does that observation ring true with you? I'm actually, now that you've said that, I'm wondering if we start to use it as like hmm. in softening the sentence structure as well. Yep. Yeah. Well done. They are softeners, but the, the just can, it, it takes some of the confronting out of it. And, and Kat's really said it all. And she's she got a beautiful example which works exactly right. And, you know, if you, if you want something from someone else, particularly if there's some difficulty or maybe some point of disagreement or a big obligation that you're asking, slotting in a just can make it sound as if it's almost um, a gentle request rather than, a, than an order or anything like that. Whereas, you know, I might be three days late with the report and you're, you're my boss and you're saying, you know, and you would not say I just, you know, you wouldn't say I was just asking to see whether it's ready. So when, when do you use just? Because, Alicia, oh. there are times and places for just, aren't there, yeah. Alicia? Oh, that's unjust. <laughs> <laughs> so when, when is it okay, Rolly? Okay, mean, well, it can mean exactly, huh. all right, uh, it, it, no, just five minutes ago meaning barely five minutes ago you're counting back from the present, so that's fine. In the, uh, it, it can mean um, simply, uh, so it was just a bad day, and that's getting close to the meaning we were talking about before, but, but meaning, you know, simply, you know, that, in other words, don't make a big thing of it. It was just a bad day. These things happen. Tomorrow will be better, mm. whatever. Um, so those, whatever is another one of them. God, you can't, when you start after it. a while, you'll find yourself dropping into, into, the, into the filler hole yes. all the time. Yes. And it actually is part of good manners in language. Mm. Um, you, the trouble is that you've got to pick the right one for the group you're talking to. And if I started using just the way teenagers do, I'd sound as if I was being pretentious just or trying too hard. Or Alicia, does that cover off on the word just for you? It does. Thank okay. you so much. That was great. To Eagleby now and Matt. Hello, Matt. Hey, how are you? Very okay. well. What's the uh, filler word that, that you hear too much? The word, the word but at the end of a sentence. Oh, uh, yeah. So, you know, it's like, oh, we shouldn't, but we use a but. Yep. And in northern, the northern bits of Australia, and this goes from Queensland through the Territory and into the northern part of WA, it's very, very common. Mm-hmm. Some people say, eh, going to the town, eh? Uh, and these are, again, ways of, I think, ending a sentence which stops it sounding too abrupt. Right? You put something in there, and it's a conventional something, so it doesn't actually make you feel uncomfortable. But, yeah, it is very, very frequent. You wouldn't write it, and probably you wouldn't hear it in careful usage, you know, among educated people or whatever, but I've, I caught myself doing it once, and I thought, okay, yeah, fair enough. There it is. Yeah, there it is. Matt, well observed. Thank you. Chris yeah. at Southport. Oh, mm, I am so guilty of this one, Chris. Sorry. Hello. Mm. <laughs> G'day. How are you going? Hi. Yeah, it was just the, just the word obviously. I don't, oh, yeah. You know, I, mm. I think it's used as a filler, but also to, an ex, to sort of extend a story, but the story's already been told. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not always obvious either when they say obviously. I did it earlier today. I don't know if you picked up on it, but as soon as I said it, I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's one of those things that I'm so aware of. I said, 
something along the lines of a song obviously being from a certain era. And there was mm. nothing obvious about it being from a particular <laughs> yeah. era. I just, then I said obviously and it wasn't. I, it, yeah. Yes. The, the trouble with obviously and also with of course is that they actually do have a meaning in the context of what you're saying. They don't actually have a meaning in the sense of it is obvious. But mm. particularly with of course, it can imply that if the other person doesn't see it your way, there's something wrong with them. But of course. But of course, yes. Um, so that you need to be very carefully, careful when using these things because particularly, of course, can imply that you're, you're wedging the other person. Either they've got to agree or else. Obviously. And Sorry. <laughs> it's, a, it's a conversation strategy which you can use and people who know about conversation use it quite mercilessly. But very well, well observed, Chris, uh, and again, obviously, if you now that you are aware of these things, everybody, um, you'll you'll start hearing them all over the place, and they will be indeed like nails down a blackboard. Now, Chris, you're at, at Southport, uh, so obviously you know a lot about uh, reefs. Chris, is that right? I'm not. I'm not sure how obvious that is. No. Oh, okay. So obviously, you would have heard of the Ningaloo Reef mm. before, wouldn't you, Chris? Sure. Obviously, yeah. I have. Oh, yeah, see, that was obvious. Thank you, Chris. That, that job is now done. Martin and Chelmer, and then perhaps some final thoughts on fillers. Uh, Martin, uh, you've hey. got, again, another filler phrase for hey. us. You know what I mean. Oh. And you know it. And yes. um, often you haven't got a clue, but um, yep. it's, and I've used it myself. Right. And really again, the, the, the bits don't actually... You know actually, what I mean. That's right. They don't... Where are you from? The East End of London? No, I'm, I'm Canterbury originally. Oh, Canterbury, lived, a bit, a bit south of there, right. Thank you. Lovely to hear. Okay, yeah, the you know doesn't add anything to the meaning. And you know what I mean? It, remember, longer sounds more pompous, more uh, thoughtful, more elegant and so on. And that's the reason why thank you so much sounds more careful and more sincere. Not really much, but by a little bit when compared to thank you. So you know is almost a throwaway, whereas you know what I mean is starting to involve the person. It's like obviously in, you know, in your story and saying that if, you, if it's got a meaning at all, I, I hope you see this thing the way I do. But a lot of the time it's, it's just a filler. It has no meaning. You can leave it out and no one will notice the difference. That's, well spotted. Yeah, and that's the test, isn't it? Uh, would it this is. sentence make sense? Mm-hmm. Would I get my meaning across without these right. words or these? But this, then you've got to be phrase. careful about meaning because obvious meaning something which is evident without mm. further explanation. Okay. But when these things are used as fillers, like like, we saw that they can have, you know, means he says or approximately. They do actually have some meaning which you can extract. And so you can't immediately say all fillers are optional additions that we can throw out and we won't notice the difference. They do have something to do with managing your sentences and, and yeah. sounding friendly. I wonder as well, Rolly, uh, and we've, we've kind of tapped on it toward the end here, uh, just before your final thoughts, the idea of a rhetorical question as, mm. as filler, you know, is often that, you know, you yeah. know, you know, yeah. uh, and it might be, isn't it? Or mm-hmm. in it? Oh, yes. Mm. Or uh, I can't, I'm sure there are many other examples are lots, of rhetorical yes. questions. Mm. But Well, a rhetorical question is when you're not expecting an answer. You, you, you present it as a way of making an, an argument strongly. But again, that is a kind of habit, you know, it's a strategy in conversation. Know what and, I mean? Yeah, know what I mean, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean. Sometimes I do and sometimes I don't. And quite often I don't know what I mean anyhow. Uh, Professor Rowling Sussex, like some final thoughts and feelings before your last word, please. Well, it's just a, a final word from Mae West, who was a marvellous American actress, who was uh, the source of a, a number of printable and some less printable phrases. His mother should have thrown him away and kept the stalk. Oh! 
Outrageous. A pleasure and a privilege as ever, Professor. Thank you, Thank you very much. Professor Rowley Sussex, the ABC's Word Wizard, your Lord of Language. ABC.